on the Loaded Goat, we say goodbye to one of the show's beloved characters, Ellie Walker. We're reviewing the guitar player returns. What? We said goodbye to her? We said goodbye to her. She gave us an Irish goodbye, as you can see. She really did. Man, okay, so you've been talking about that the days with Ellie are numbered, and I hope I like Andy's future girlfriends, but I mean, their relationship has definitely cooled off. But I really like her as a presence. And, you know, she probably had to leave because she wasn't making any money because no one was paying for things. Everybody was just charging. It's time you learned a a little secret. Well, a well-known secret about the Andy Griffith show. Andy Griffith had more, did not, was not comfortable showing affection with Eleanor Donahue on screen. Right. But he was more comfortable showing affection with future love interest on the show. And well, we won't name them until they, they actually appear. Because he had was comfortable showing affection with an off-screen, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. so maybe Andy and Eleanor had a... Wait, Andy and Eleanor did not have an off-screen love affair or future, future on-screen love affairs trickled off off-screen. I thought I made this kind of clear, but let me let me break this down <laughs> even further. Andy Griffith had affairs with some of his future female co-stars. Gotcha. Okay, but not with Ellie. Not with Eleanor Donahue. Got it. And, okay. You could have been more clear. I'm sorry. I'm this is this is a G-rated <laughs> podcast, and I'm trying to discuss it in a G-rated, G-rated manner. Speaking of things though that were G-rated at the very beginning of this episode, you mentioned this a long time ago, but on Prime it says TVG, and then it does say for violence below. Drug use. Yeah. So, but the issue was, is Andy wasn't comfortable with her in real life on, on just on an acting basis. Eleanor Donahue, which I, when you look at her, she really is just a breath of fresh air on that show, but really does seem so out of place at times. Oh, absolutely. It's kind of like the whole town of Mayberry is here and Ellie's here. Eleanor Donahue sensed it, went to the producers and said, I don't really think this is working. I can just leave and you know you don't have to worry and you can just move forward in another direction the producers didn't even hesitate and took her up on the on the offer and that was, was Andy Griffith a producer or was that not normal he was in the day? okay he, he was he also it sounded to me like from based on what Eleanor Donahue said it he kind of was a little cold to Eleanor Donahue whenever he saw her again um, okay. just because of how she left the show got it okay well Ellie it was good while it lasted it really was. And we'll we have to give her some whistles at the end for her whole time on the show. We will. And I will have to argue. I mean, she's not Gomer Pyle as far as just a groundbreaking character. But for somebody who was on the show for a very little amount of time, she definitely made her mark. There are no such thing as small parts, Aaron. It's only small actors. Before we begin, let's have a word from our sponsor. Wait, what? Number- oh, yeah. We have, we, have what? we have our first sponsor. We got to go buy something. We do. We do. Do you live in Monroe County, Tennessee and need someone to take care of your lawn? I do. Oh, you don't live in Monroe County, Tennessee. (laughs) Sorry, I'll let you keep going. Contact Hollinghead Lawn Care. As Floyd says, it's the best clip joint in town. The uh, sponsor says that Christopher, your warm personality and genius insight won them over and that I have a face made for an audio podcast. (laughs) He's just jealous of this face. I believe it. Wait, is the commercial still going, or can I ask some questions? Well, uh, I was going to say, in all seriousness, they cut my father's lawn at about a fourth of the time that you used to take me. Check them out. Go to Facebook and look up Hollinghead Lawn Care. 
Uh, I got a couple of questions. For, first of all, and first as a statement, I feel like you should have told me about this before learning about it live on air. So we'll, we'll just like have to set up a process moving forward, but that's okay. Um, second of all, how much do we charge for, uh, for sponsorships? That's proprietary information. But if you want to sponsor this podcast, go to the loaded goat. Um, net and click on media and you, sure. you can find you can find out information about how to contact us about sponsoring the podcast do you check that email address very often well see this is the thing if you really want to be consulted you need to do things like check the email addresses <laughs> and do some of the some of the some of the legwork any more questions or are you excited about um, i'm really excited for hauling head lawn care I live in monroe county and i've got the greenest grass on the block my neighbors are jealous Thanks, Hollinghead. I feel like now you're mocking the sponsor. We open up with the credits. In this instance, they mention Eleanor Donahue in the credits. Maybe it was a shout out since it's her last episode. I did notice that. We open up the drugstore and Andy walks in saying Jim Lindsay's coming to town. We saw Jim Lindsay earlier in the season. Uh, he's played by Jim James Best. He was in the episode The Guitar Player and he signed with Bobby Fleet's band. They're all excited to have him back in town. You know, there was an initial moment in this, right? When Barney's sitting there, there's some tension and love between Barney and and Ellie. And maybe it's a little bit of like respect from comedian to comedian, knowing this last episode. But I did get a little sense of a, of a slight flame. Which is interesting because I don't even know if they knew that was going to be Ellie's last episode. Oh, interesting. All right. I'm very intuitive. Yeah. Uh, so at the barber shop. We go, we see Mayor Pike and Floyd are excited too. They're planning on holding a big ceremony with a drum and bugle corps. And Mayor Pike, of course, wants his daughter to sing yet again. Which, huge disappointment. I was really hoping that she would. But one other piece I wanted to bring up from, from the, the opening scene. You know, I feel like there is some foreshadowing to how this is going to go. Who calls the sheriff, the guy that got you the job in town, and says, make me a reservation at the hotel? Call the call the hotel. It's not Andy's job, or is that's that what the Justice point. of the Peace does? No, that's a good point. I don't <laughs> know why he. I don't know why he had him call. Why he called Andy and asked for a reservation at the hotel? I have never park. found Jim Lindsay to be good at anything other than playing guitar. Yeah, I agree. We're back at the jail. Barney has just finished washing the patrol car because he plans on giving Jim an escort into town. We cut to Jim Lindsay rolling into town in a convertible. He's smoking and looking pensive. He peeks in the window of the sheriff's apartment, sees they're not looking and won't see him come in. He walks in playing an electric guitar that plays, but is not plugged in. And then Andy runs up to play with them, but he can't keep up. And they're just excited to see him. And then Barney gets upset that he didn't get to give him an escort. But so they're going to do it anyway. I get it. It was just a little shticky coming in, playing the guitar. Andy, like freaks out and grabs a guitar and tries to go with him. But I did like when Andy's fingers couldn't follow. I like the yeah. way that, that progressed from there. I agree. So they, they walk out, they see the convert convertible. Jim says, well, you make it, you spend it. That's about the truest line in this entire episode, I think. I think that's true. I mean, and, they, we, and I am looking forward to spending the money from our new sponsor, Hauling Head Lawn Care. Yes, I will Venmo you the your half of the um, your half of the of the of the of the of the proceeds. Excellent. And then they proceed with a one block parade to the hotel and the town greets um, him and there's remarks for them from the mayor. Uh, this is Barney's first escort police escort on the show, but he'll do he's going to do a few more of them. And Jim goes into the hotel. Oh, that was also we, we have to talk about the biker going by. 
and he screams at the biker when he's going. He scares the scares. He can't get his feet on the pedals. He's going. Oh, I mean, it was just so ridiculous. I loved it. Yeah, poor guy's just riding by, minding his own (laughs) business, and Barney basically yells at him. I mean, and, and scares the man. Jim goes into the hotel. Opie has a handful of confetti that he got forgot to throw, and he gets to throw it, but he says it wasn't the same. I agree. I mean, it's not the, the same excitement, but at least it was all Opie's moment. At the Taylor household, Jim and Andy are playing Midnight Special. It's a country folk song that's been covered a bunch of times. Probably the most famous version is the one by Creedence Clearwater Revival. I don't know if you've heard that one or not. No, I mean, I probably, is it, well, I, I do listen to CCR every so often. I just probably don't know the name. There, and A then, lot of the music throughout this, especially when it takes a more somber turn in the music, sounds a lot. Here's a here's a very specific poll, but there is a jazz, like modern jazz guitarist called Julian Lade, Lange, Lage, L-A-G, and I say it, really, really similar music. You think he was influenced watching Jim Lindsay on the Andy Griffith show? I think he really could. Maybe with that, maybe that can be something you look up and see if you can find out. If he says, "Where did you? Where, where were your first influence? Where were your early influences?" He could say, "Watching Jim Lindsay on the Andy Griffith Show." All right, I'll shoot him a note. Yeah, do that. He is like the level of famous that I feel like he responds to every comment. Well, then there you go. There you go. So. <laughs> I mean, so you can reach out to him. They add a line with so Andy adds a line to the song with Barney at it, and the look on Barney's face when he does is just priceless. I agree. Barney really shines in this. Barney picks up where 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 Lindsay lets off. After they stop playing, it turns out Jim that has custom made suits or threads, as he likes to say it, reveals to the group that he left Bobby Fleet's band, but says he's doing great. How long? Okay, so let's just track. So it was like episode three that we first met Jim Lindsay. Yeah, and he goes off. Okay, this is once a week. I know the time is a little shifty on this show, but he's been gone maybe 10 months. And all of a sudden, he's wildly rich and on his own and is just playing in Raleigh. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I guess he's playing throughout the South. And, and Ellie says she's heard of Bobby Fleet's band. But Bobby yeah. Fleet was also Bobby Fleet then, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not like he's it's... Clarence in the E Street band all of a sudden. It took years to get there. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's, and you know, he says he's off doing his own thing. I mean, you know, the whole thing sounds, sounds a little sketchy. Andy's a little skeptical, even though Jim says he's doing great. There is a knock at the door for Jim. A man is there to repossess his car because he's behind on three payments. Um, I love the diligence of going to like a dinner party to find the guy for collection. You know, I don't, I have, I've never come across a, a, a bill collector until, you know, probably next month, but I do, <laughs> I, I like the idea of them running around and like finding you no matter where you are. I mean, the only time I ever got hit with it was, you know, when you would, I don't know if they even had this when you were, when you were a kid, but you could sign up for the Columbia Record House CD section where you'd get a, you'd get a bunch of CDs oh, for no. a penny, okay. but then you had to buy more cds and they'd also send you the selection of the month if you didn't send it sit, let them know that you didn't want it so then you'd be <laughs> stuck with the selection of the month you wouldn't pay the 15 dollars or the 12 dollars for the cd and then eventually a collection agency would be sending you a letter it was uh, <laughs> you're like seven <laughs> you're, you're like you are like 14 i mean oh my it's God. ridiculous that's great so, it was similar for my generation it wasn't the collection agency it was the fbi and like downloading illegal music Ah. similar run-ins with the law 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that whole thing, you know, my, because I didn't pay for the selection of the month in a timely fashion, it took me years before I could buy a house. Um, it was <laughs> it was it was really bad. <laughs> Jim goes in, plays a sad tune, and uh, we go to commercial. And we come back. We're at the drugstore. Jim is buying items and pulls the old "I forgot my wallet" line. Ellie is a bit uncomfortable, but lets him do it. Andy comes in and Jim leaves. And then Ellie tells Andy he's buying a bunch of things on credit. And Andy just tells her not to worry. And this is the last time we ever see Ellie. I can't remember. Let's let's get into that for a second and give her some 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 credit. Before we go there, there were a couple places in town growing up where I would go in. It was actually a drugstore. It was Reynolds Drug, and I'd go in and on credit. I could pay for things. My parents would have to come in later and and foot my bill but it was like this seven-year-old picking out some candy and being like my parents are going to come in later and who knows if they will yeah I, mean, I think i think that was you know when walmart's and other chain chain grocery chain stores moved in and that was kind of how some of the smaller grocery stores and the smaller drug stores would survive in towns like that is that they would allow you to just buy on credit so it was that was part of their business model and they offered something that the other stores didn't mm-hmm then they'd shake you down. There was one place where I had a little card there at a bakery and I'd have to do the math. My parents would put some money on a card and then I'd do the math, but I could never really do the math. So then when my parents would come in later, I'd have to recorrect my math to actually figure out what the balance of the card was. Good learning experience. Did you, did you, did you feel like it helped you, helped you grow as a person? Do you think it helped me grow as a person? You've met me. I have met you. I don't know. Did it? I I don't know. I, I I can't see a direct correlation between that card and you being the man you are today, but I just don't, but you know, maybe you do. Yeah. I think it's there. Let's keep, let's keep digging into it. How about that Ellie Walker? You know, Ellie Walker, she really ran into our hearts. She really did. She really did. I mean, what does she go on to do after this? A lot of never had a series like this after that, but did a, I mean, it was a steady, had steady television and film work for, for years to come. Okay. And she's still alive, right? Didn't she? She's still alive. She's in her eighties. Okay. You reached out to her. I did reach out to her son and never heard back. I've read online that she used to actually take pictures at her address. And so if you send her a picture to be signed in a self-addressed stamped envelope, she'd sign it and send it back to you. But the story is, is now she's not even doing that. So she may not even be doing interviews or any sort of engagement on the show. Okay, I'll send her a DM too. Yeah, send her a DM. If you if you can find her find her on um, social media, let me let me know. It's probably a Finsta account. A Finsta? What is a Finsta? What's Finsta? A fake Instagram account. It's like oh, okay. that famous people use so they can, you know, interact with the common folk. So Andy starts to walk back to the jail and he ponders a bit before deciding to stop in and see Floyd. Turns out that Jim has been running up credit at Floyd's and hasn't even paid his hotel bill. Have we ever seen Floyd this distraught? I don't know. Floyd always seems to be going between bumbling and distraught with me okay. most of the time. Okay. The other thing, the other initial question I had, is this the same hotel owner that we saw earlier on? I thought when the shoe salesman came to town, it was a different, different person. I, to be honest with you, I think it is the same hotel owner, but I could be wrong. Okay, Barney comes in. He's defending Jim. Turns out Barney loaned him 10 bucks. Andy's had enough. He decides to call Bobby Fleet. We go back. We're at the jail with Bobby Fleet. This time he's played by Herb Ellis, who played Jack Webb's partner in 1952 on Dragnet. It was a different character, though, right? 
It was a different oh, actor. It was a different actor, right? It's a different actor, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, okay. I was going to say, in the guitar player, Henry Slate played a more, a much more obnoxious version of Bobby Fleet. Listen, I mean, that guy was just yelling and, and you know, call, I mean, almost doing things like, I don't think he called the waitress toots, but he was kind of that type of type of yeah. guy, and he was doing all this kind of junk, and um, this guy just seems like a pragmatic businessman. Yeah, I agree. And turns out, as we're not surprised, Jim Lindsay, with no life skills, success got into it, got to his head, and he got into it with Bobby, and Bobby called him a no-talent bum. And that Jim is now just bouncing around, not able to find work, but Bobby says he'd take him back in a heartbeat. He's a great guitar player, but but he's a jerk and a punk, and I don't, you know, you don't want that energy around you, so. I, I just think he's a doofus. I mean, I just don't think he's, oh, just think he's all that smart hipster doofus all right sounds good i'll i'll yeah. we can keep that i'm into that so andy goes over to the hotel it looks like jim is packing up i think he's gonna skip town without paying his bills don't oh you think? for sure i may be jumping ahead here but then he says he has the watch that'll pay for all the bills but also what a punk move like he's just gonna give one watch and then somebody has to sell it on pre-ebay and then divvy up the dollars and then pay out the pharmacy the the hotel and floyd no that's such a pain well and i'm also a little bit like how much money has jim been spending i mean does jim i mean i guess i guess he has been, i mean i mean i understand he's in a band and he's probably making good money but custom-made suits convertible a watch that can cover all your bills in town that's just um it's not being smart yeah i don't buy it there's no way he's making this much money no i bet he's i bet he is just starting to make as much money as andy griffith does like as the sheriff i mean yeah He's probably, yeah, he probably doesn't have that much money. And then, yeah, yeah. And Andy, I mean, Andy's, you know, Andy, Andy makes the government, I mean, a salary. And I guess maybe Jim is not having to pay hotel or anything like that. Maybe so maybe he is getting to pocket a lot of cash, but still, it's really dumb. And Andy tells Bob, Andy tells Jim Bobby Fleet's in town and that Andy knows what's going on. Jim is embarrassed and, and says he's leaving. And Andy tells him that Bobby wants him back, and Jim still says no when he's leaving, which is just dumb because Andy's like, "All right, I'm going to arrest you for not paying your bills," and that's which is a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. And we go to the jail. Andy puts Jim in his cell, and Bobby and Jim work it out, and he gives Jim a raise. And Andy tells him to act like, dude, tells Jim to act like he's got some smart in him. I feel like I feel like Jim has something in his past, some complicated relationship with his parents that makes him very needy and not trustworthy and just the buffoon i think there's something in his family story that we don't quite know that hopefully will come out in a later episode i mean i just think he's just dumb and doesn't have any life skills <laughs> i mean i don't mean to be harsh but i mean you see him the first time and he's he's playing his guitar on the street corner i mean no money nothing and he's getting having to get arrested i mean he just seems like a nice guy but with just no sense I've got a I've got a friend that will say that about people. He's like, you know what I think? We're having a serious conversation. He's like, you know what I think the issue is? I think he's dumb. <laughs> I mean, there is just a point where you're like, don't you know people in life who they're good at they're good at a certain thing, but on on other things, they're they make good decisions about one twenty percent of the time. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the case with Jim. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was, I, you know, 10 months ago, I was playing on street corners in Mayberry, North Carolina. And now I'm kind of like, I'm the star of this band. I'm like, no, you were not the star of this band. They hired you. You're, you yeah. know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's probably the bass player. 
I mean, I realize yeah. he's lead guitar, but I feel like every band has a bass player that thinks they're the best, and you can tell just by their smug attitude throughout the whole I, thing. I'm talking I about was... Ben Folds' band. His bass player looks like a punk. Ben Folds' band. I personally, here's what I think about bass players. I think the bass player is underappreciated, and most of the time they have to keep rhythm. They have to basically stay on stage. They can't do much. It's not like they're a guitarist who, you know, Nobody, it's very rare you see anybody doing a bass solo, but a bass solo has to stay kind of in the background, keep pocket, keep everything in the pocket, keep the rhythm going, stay in tune with. I think on, I think what else can you do except stand up there and look smug? Keep it in the pocket, like a isn't, isn't that a football reference? Throwing out man terms now. That's not. I'm not throwing. I'm not throwing out man terms. terms. There's a term like the ter- I've heard musicians describe when. Explain it to me, Aaron. I've heard musicians describe when the the um, music. When the drummer, especially the drummer and the bass player, are just in sync and everything's just clicking, it's called being in the pocket. Or there's a Jack White song that goes, "You got her in your pocket with no way out." Maybe that's what he's talking about. He's talking about getting the drummer, the female drummer, in the pocket. You got her in the pocket. I can't weigh in on that. I don't know what Jack White was was thinking with that with that <laughs> lyric. Sorry. I'll sing it more in the uh, deleted scenes. In the epilogue, they're jamming. Barney whips out his trusty harmonica and they put him in a cell and get back to jamming. I love whenever Barney pulls out the harmonica. I think this was before harmonicas were popular and cool. I like a good harmonica now, but I think pre-Bob Dylan, it sounds like it was a loser instrument. If Barney Fife's playing it, it's probably not a a prestigious instrument. Well, one of the songs he says that you want to play like Tiptoe in the Tulips. (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's listening like, to never... songs so some andy griffith show hardcore andy griffith show fans believe ellie may have run off with bobby fleet oh unique you think bobby fleet and not jim Lindsay? that's better age jim, match you think jim you think ellie walker is going to end up getting getting involved with jim Lindsay? you basically i um, can't even i mean can you she, she's not she's not getting involved with a man who has no sense yeah that's Although, true but also ellie's a honey she's very pretty she's yeah. not gonna run away with a i mean run away with a rock star yes but not an old rock star like you know bobby fleet i'm i'm throwing this theory out i don't think ellie i don't think ellie ran off with bobby fleet i think ellie probably moved to a to a decent a larger city and is running a large farm running a large pharmacy maybe at a maybe a pharmacy at a hospital or maybe a pharmacy somewhere else or maybe ellie ran for maybe ellie was the first female elected official in north carolina female congress congresswoman in north carolina who knows i think i actually i can't believe i forgot this but the owner one of the owners of ellie got married and to mr reed and so she became Ellie Reed later on, moved to New York City, and actually they started the prominent chain Dwayne Reed. Dwayne named after her great-grandfather. Sure. I mean, <laughs> it's as good a theory as any, better than her running off with Bobby Fleet. Good. We'll, we'll work with it. We'll keep it. All right. How many whistles would you give this? I would give the, you know, I'm, I'm torn on this. You know, I don't like the guitar player. I like the music aspect. So I'm inclined to an eight, but I think the guitar player is such a putz that I'm feeling like a six. So I'm going to settle it right at a seven. I'm at a five. Oh, wow. Okay. First of all, I don't like, I don't like, I, I don't like the way this show just, you know, d- discards popular characters. I don't, I don't like it. I think it's, I, I think it's, I just don't, I just, no, I, agree I guess that. it was, 
it was a 60s thing but i don't i don't i don't i don't agree with it yeah Um, it's a continuity issue through and through like yeah i also just jim and and the other thing is is jim is just someone i don't have a whole lot of sympathy for i just think he's kind of a dolt yeah that's fair and yeah but it had its moments but i mean it's it was middle of you know middle of the road for me just middle it was of the road. it was fun it was a fun episode but but i hear you i'm i'm not challenging your five that's that brings us to a close next week we're or next time we're reviewing bringing up opie um in the meantime you can follow us on facebook and twitter at loaded goat pod and if you have any questions or comments for us go to the loadedgoat.net and submit a question until then you know talent bum We'll be back. We'll be back next time. Also, if you don't want to email, I'll give you Aaron's phone number. Just shoot me an email and I'll send it so you can text him. Bye.